Welcome back to A Closer Look, the Harvard Art Museum's podcast. In our first season, we've been exploring and demystifying museum jobs by talking to our own staff from a variety of positions across departments. In today's episode, Michael talks with our design manager, Zach Jensen. My name is Zach Jensen, and I'm the design manager at Harvard Art Museums. Welcome, Zach. We're very glad to have you with us today. And I guess to get us started, can you just describe and tell us what a design manager does? Absolutely. Thanks for having me. I I think it might vary a little bit from place to place, but in our case at the museums, uh, I lead the graphic design department. And I'm responsible for the the creative direction and design of all publications, signage, advertising, and other print and digital communications. I I manage a small team. It's usually four of us, including myself. How long have you been at the museums? Three years. Three years? Well, you've been in this position three years. (laughs) That was a test. <laughs> uh, no, I've, I've been here. I've been at the museums for nine years somehow. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. And in my role as design manager, I, I think four. That sounds about right. That sounds maybe, about right. Maybe five. I think it was 2016. So, yeah, just so about. Yeah, I think you're there. right. It's just about five years now. Boy, time goes, goes by quickly. Yeah, it's nuts. And tell me a little bit about, before we talk about your path to the museums, tell me a little bit about your background in the sense of what brought you to, to want to work in design? What did you want to be when you, grew, when you grew up? Did you always want to do that? And then what training and experience did you need to get to do the work you're doing? Growing up, you know, I was, I wanted to do something involving backpacks. I wanted to be able to carry a backpack <laughs> and wear gloves. <laughs> There was a forest ranger phase in there, which I, you know, of course. We all have that one. Yeah, it was a good match for the backpacking gloves requirements. I was interested in art. Sometimes I kind of snicker at people who are like, I knew from an early age. <laughs> but yeah, I was interested in art. My mom sent me years ago a note that she found that it looked like I had probably written when I was six or seven that said, when I grow up, I want to be an artist and wear old clothes. Oh my God, that is hilarious. And it's hilarious. I think I literally have a patch on this denim (laughs) shirt that I'm wearing. You can see. So, so both mission accomplished. Yeah. I mean, if we're going to, well, we want to, I don't know that I'm an artist. We want to go down that road, but I would say so. Doing something, you know, related to visual authorship. Some more about that. Saying some more about visual authorship, and say some more about the function and the the role of design plays at a museum, at our museum. I mean, visual authorship just sort of came out. I mean, it's not a phrase I really ever use, but I guess trying to find what the commonality between you know an artist and in the way that I envisioned as as a kid and a graphic a graphic designer working professionally, you're giving form to things, giving visual form to things. And in the case of a graphic designer at a museums, you are often giving form to the work of the many people who make a museum run, make a museum what it is, curators, conservators, in our case, 
you know, a lot of other folks, scientists, teachers, artists. So giving form, meaning like, you know, a curator has an exhibition they're working on and, you know, we have signage and wall labels and other kinds of didactic graphics and texts that help to convey the argument and the message that the curator wants to get across with a given exhibition. And so we help decide how to visually say that in the in a way that's going to to meet their goals and be compelling and informative to an audience. You know, and beyond exhibitions, of course, there's a lot of other kinds of work we do. We design books, sometimes that accompany exhibitions as catalogs for those, other times as books that are more just about a part of the museum's collections, so aren't necessarily related to an exhibition. But an example of those, you know, right now we are about to start printing the French Drawings book, which is a follow-up to the catalog of Dutch and Flemish drawings that we published a few years ago. Not so long ago, we did a, a catalog about the ancient Chinese jades in the collection. Yes, that was a, um, a big project. Yeah. You know, beyond that, just giving with using the museum's visual identity, kind of creating a visual voice for the museums to speak in, in our marketing and advertising and on our website and, you know, all the places that we meet the public and try to communicate. I think that's interesting because you're talking so much about text. And I think sometimes when people think about graphic designers, they think about image exclusively or, or first mm -hmm. and not so much around how you design text. And in our case, it's in books, it's, it's on the walls in galleries. And so it, that's a very interesting point. Were museums a place that you had thought you would like to work? Have you always thought of yourself as working at a museum or interested in that? Not always, but I think in college, I was, I was in a graphic design program and thinking a lot about what my options might be after college for working as a graphic designer. And of course, looking to a lot of people who are in the world as graphic designers, seemingly making a living and what they do and what seemed exciting to me. And it became clear to me toward the end of my college experience that there were opportunities in graphic design working in support of the arts, you know, whether it's at a museum or graphic design studio that's focused on clients in the cultural areas, you know, art and theater and architecture and publishing and that kind of stuff. So generally, I knew I was interested in, in going in that direction. One of the exciting things about graphic design is that you get to you get to learn a lot about what your clients are doing. And that can be exciting, but it, it can also sort of backfire if you're not interested. <laughs> <laughs> I would imagine that would be tough. <laughs> so for me, it was really important to make sure that I was interested in like what my clients are doing or what, you know, the the organization I work for is doing. Yeah. That's a very interesting point because I think when you, if you would talk to some of our staff or people who work at museums who are not necessarily curators or conservatives, but some of the rest of us, you find that trait that being interested in and excited about the work that's happening around you and the, the work that you're supporting or, or promoting or whatever it is, that that's a big piece of it. And I think you find a lot of people who work at museums share that trait. 
I totally agree. And it's, you find a lot of, a lot of folks in completely different departments at the museum who immediately have one thing in common, and that's an interest in art in some way. And so it's a really nice experience in that way to, to work with a bunch of people who all feel like, you know, we're here for the same reason. Yeah, it's, it's very, very galvanizing. What was your educational path and, and or other path that got you to design and then got you to being a design manager now at a, at a museum? So in high school, I, I chose to go to a high school that was slightly out of my school district, maybe by like 300 feet or something. <laughs> I don't know. Partly because it had a really well-known art program. It was a public high school, but they just, they had an art teacher there, Pat Eddington, <laughs> who was just doing a really great job and they, they were known for their art program. So I decided to go there. He and the friends that I made there in high school were super instrumental and in just kind of developing as a teenager who was interested in art. And I was always interested in handwriting and lettering. And in high school, I kind of got interested in graffiti and the lettering, kind of the creativity of that kind of lettering. And the our, our teacher, Pat Eddington, was also kind of focused on commercial art as something that he wanted us to be aware of, you know. So not in our art classes, not only was it, you know, here's how to work with watercolors or colored pencils or photography or whatever, but here's how to use an airbrush because this was the 90s. <laughs> uh, and he was like adamant about forcing us to start learning Photoshop and desktop publishing and stuff. Um, anyway, so after that, I kind of reluctantly went to college and graphic design just seemed like the obvious choice. And, and, and then after that, I, after college at the University of Utah, I worked for a few years at a design studio in uh, northern Vermont in Burlington. I worked there for about three and a half years and then applied to grad schools in an effort to kind of refine the course of my career a bit um, toward working with cultural partners, you know, something related to the arts. And also I was really interested in making books. So I went to grad school at Yale for two-year program and floated around a little bit after that and then actually was, was on the West Coast and got a job offer here at Harvard Art Museums. And it was it was perfect, just what I wanted. Aside from all of that, Zach, can you talk about some, either before your time at the museum or, your, or during your time at the museums, sort of any kind of interesting side trip that you've taken professionally or at anything surprising that has happened to you professionally? during that period of time, you turns that you've taken that were unexpected? Hmm. You had this one on your list. I should have been ready for it. I don't know. I, I, I don't think I phrased it quite, <laughs> quite the way I, <laughs> I, I, the question I sent to you. <laughs> um, I, might, I might rephrase it to, to ask if you could talk about a favorite experience in your, during your nine years now at the museums. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Um, that's easy. Being a part of the 2014 opening was a really special experience because museums don't open very often. Yes. Yeah. And although technically it was a reopening of the three museums in, in one building as one kind of visitor experience, but in a lot of ways, it felt like the inauguration of something new. 
And at least as far as the building entirely was. And so to be there for that was, was amazing. A memorable experience, which was actually part of opening that building, was having the famed architect Renzo Piano walk by and see me putting letters on the wall of this nice, fresh new building <laughs> and, and have to kind of like step over my putty knife and, and, you know, what I maybe self-consciously thought was a sort of annoyed way. No, I don't know if he would have been annoyed. I, he, I'm sure he, I'm sure he happily stepped over your putty knife, but that's yeah, not it. No, it was, it was an honor. It was an honor to do it. That, that really was a, a special experience. I think a lot of people would concur and, and maybe would have similar experiences. I know, <clears throat> I know the lead up to it was, was a lot of work for you and your uh, in your group, and and you even you even produced a little book uh, that coincided with that opening, which was which was really great. And I think we still sell it in our museum shop. I think we do. Yeah, it's glad to. I'm glad to see it in the world still. And uh, do you have a favorite work in our collection or works that you that you particularly like, especially like? I'm really fond of all the work from the Flexus artists, their use of text and image in publishing editions are obviously connected to what we do as graphic designers. But a lot of the Flexus stuff also really places importance on the experience of the viewer and the distribution and accessibility of the work, which are key aspects of design that I really appreciate. There's also just kind of like, a, as I learned about Fluxus in college, I started to realize the influence of the work that they had done and, and so many artists before on stuff that was more recent that I was aware of, you know, like the Fluxus, the really like lo-fi publishing efforts of Fluxus and the way that that influenced the lo-fi lo DIY publishing of the 80s um, that was even kind of still around in the 90s when I was a teenager with, with zines and, you know, that kind of like analog production of, of text and graphics and graphic design. Cool. I, I can definitely see the connection based upon uh, what you're, we've been talking about. And so uh, sort of getting back to the work that you do and the work that maybe somebody listening might be interested in, do you have advice for um, any up and coming designers? What do you say to when you've had students and things, what, what, what advice do you give to people who are interested in a career in design? I always try to ask, at least in cases where I have the opportunity to talk to someone who's either a student or a young person who's curious about the field, I always try to ask a lot of questions because graphic design is just so broad. And as a term, it's at this point, it, it could mean so many things mm -hmm. that I feel like I want to get a better sense of why, what it is they're interested in, you know, it, and that, that usually helps me figure out how to, how to give them advice. Um, because I wouldn't, I wouldn't just say like necessarily, you know, enroll in college, go through a graphic design program, do an internship then get a job you know it's just that's that's one way of doing it but depending on what you're interested in doing you know there are a lot of routes you could go for me personally I would say if, if you're interested in graphic design it must be because there's something that you think is personally exciting about doing that as a job if you're not in it for the money unless you know something I don't 
you know, like this is a personally motivated thing. So follow that and, and try to continuously check in with yourself about what you're interested in and what you're pursuing and making sure that that's, that that's on track with, you know, what you're, what you're feeling motivated and passionate about. And it could be, you know, coming back, jumping back just to an early part of our conversation, that could be a mix of things It could be, you know, not only the kind of graphic design you like doing, I, I, I love, I love watching the beginning of movies and seeing how those titles animate and how they work with sound and video and or it could be you know I just I'm fascinated with books I just love them as objects I I love them as experiences and you know so the stuff you're making but it could also be like I love art you know and or I'm so passionate about activism or climate change is my thing like I want to figure out, you know, so it could be, you know, what I'm making or what I'm making it for. I think it's excellent advice to anybody thinking about doing anything to ask themselves those questions and then those particular questions as it pertains to design. And it, it makes me think when you've worked with all the various designers and folks that you've worked with, have you noticed or, or are there any particular qualities, traits that you that you find in those folks and, and that you might even say to them, you know, you would love my job if X, answer that question. You'd love my job if blank. Mm -hmm. You you would love my job if you love the way that words look, organizing things, and the experience of art. Is there anything else you want to say about how design works specifically at museums or any any other aspect of the role that design plays in our workplace graphic design at an art museum is an interesting or, or unique challenge because you know the the reason the museum exists is because of the collections of art so a lot of the things that we're working on are are include representations of these works of art so, you know, we're working the content, for lack of a better word, is visual art. And so the graphic design needs to function in a way that it presents works of art without competing with or obscuring or minimizing those works of art. But it also needs to give the museum a a distinctive visual voice so that it's it can it's differentiated from other art museums and other organizations you know how so that's that's a really interesting line to try to walk and you know it, there's pros and cons to it on, on one hand you're working with some of the most incredible visual content you could imagine you know and on the other hand, you often need to really dial back your own hand visually, your own, the, the graphic design needs to kind of be more in service, setting a stage for the art in a way. I think what you're describing is so sort of universal to the experience of working at a museum and, and certainly uh, again, you in in your in your field, walking that line is difficult and and very important. Yeah, and there are you know there are opportunities because the museums and the museum staff are also trying to look at works in the collections with a critical eye. So you know there are also opportunities in some cases to support the points that people are making, whether it's you know, curators or conservators or other authors or, or art historians um, visually in a way that, you know, design plays more of a part, you know, whether it's the placement of works of art on, 
on a surface or on a page or the juxtaposition or the balance of text and image, you know, so there are opportunities there. One other thing I wanted to say just about working, you know, graphic design at an art museum is that um, thinking about a visual identity, which for folks who may not be familiar with that term, it's, it's kind of, it's, some people would call it a brand, you know, it's everything that, everything that's in our list of ingredients to create a visual presence for the museums. So our logo, the fonts we use, the colors we use, and then, you know, the recipe is kind of like how we put all that together. And we have some different recipes for different kind of things. And we always use these ingredients. And one thing that I learned since coming here is that the collections of art are a primary ingredient in our visual identity, which makes it super interesting because we're always using those works in our communications and it ties back to the, the way that we use color in the, in the museum's visual identity, which is really just black and white in most cases. And the color is represented by the works that we show from the collection. So, you know, we're, choo we're choosing the artist, the color the artist chose, and that comes into play in our visual identity. And before we close, and, and, and thank you so much for doing this and for taking the time to, to speak with us. Any other thoughts, advice for anybody listening out there who is now thinking, hmm, that might be something I'd like to do one day. I'd like to, I'd like to work at a museum uh, in design. Yeah, contact people. Just reach out, say hi, ask people questions. Um, I'm surprised more people don't don't cold call me or cold Instagram DM me or email me. And I feel like I wish I would have done more of that in the earlier years of my career. And as we're learning in this series, people love to talk about what they do, you know, particularly when they love it. So, well, yeah. Zach, this is such a delight as usual and uh, such a pleasure. I really appreciate your, your spending time with us. Thanks so much, Michael. I was honored to be invited to talk. And like you said, uh, Happy to talk about something that I am excited about and, and excited to, to share with other people. So thanks for having me. Thank you. A Closer Look is edited by John Connolly, produced by me, Tara Metal, and co-hosted by Michael Riga. On behalf of all of us, thank you for listening. If you like the season so far, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or your preferred podcast platform.